spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Black woman. Beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? It's been, um, you know, I was on call last week. We <laughs> talked about that last week. And then this week, I'm not on call, but I've been at the hospital every single day this week. So um, today I'm off, but obviously I'm in scrubs still. Today. I was about to say you don't look off. I am. Yeah, I'm almost off. But I'm excited because this weekend I get to see uh, one of my sorority sisters. She's getting married. So I'll be going to New Orleans. I have a, another birthday gathering. It's good to be vaccinated and out and about just a little bit. Isn't just it? Just a little bit. Isn't it? Well, that's exciting. You get to have some fun this weekend, at least. And I'm glad that you are not on call. But you did say that you are off in the whole month of June, correct? So you won't be on call for at least another month, correct? We gonna see. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. So what did you do this week, Johnny? Um, I haven't really been doing anything but working, which is really crazy because now that I can go outside, you'd think that I would be like out and about. But, you know, this is busy season and it seems that everyone who has missed an event decided that as soon as outside opened, their event was going to happen. So now it's just event after event after event after event after event, which I'm not mad at because we've spent almost two years inside. So I'd like to be out. I'm not mad. But I would like to get to the point where the event is happening so that I can actually be outside, you know. But is outside opening? Yeah, Is it open yet? Yeah, it's open. You can go out now. They're lifting all of the restrictions. You can go out and, and like, uh, you know, mill around a little bit. Yeah. There are things to do. I don't really want to be close to a bunch of people, but there are things to do. You know, people are having concerts again. So I don't think I'm to that are point. They? I don't think I'm, I'm to comfortable that to that point, but. They are having concerts again. They really are. Well, I say that because you plan and promote like major events. Like I'm talking about going to the little bridal shower of, you know, <laughs> 10, 12 people and, and a little birthday dinner where we're like, are you vaccinated, girl? Yeah, you vaccinated? Okay, good. You vaccinated? All right, good. We all vaccinate? All right, great. You're talking about events. You're planning with like thousands of people. And I just did not know. We're out about like that. I mean, our AMA conference is still completely virtual. Um, our American College of OBGYN is still completely virtual. So there's so many things that are just 
completely virtual still. And I understand why, but I'm sort of kind of tired of it. Just yeah, a little bit. I have my last virtual event and my first live event, both in, in June. So we shall see. And the crazy part is, you know, I'm supposed to be coming there next weekend. So I hit up my my counterpart in Houston and he was like, hey, if you're going to be here, like we have a concert. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. I was like, I appreciate the offer, which I do. I really do appreciate the offer. But I don't feel especially in Texas. I don't feel concert ready quite yet. Well, you know, it it depends, right? Because some people in Texas uh, and some um, venues are being very strict. Like you have to wear a mask or you have to show your COVID vaccine card to even get into the section. So it just depends on where you're going. Not everybody is like crazy like the governor. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody is that crazy. Yeah, I hear you. But I also know that people are producing fraudulent vaccination cards. So I will just err on the side of caution. Are they and really? stay where I know that it's safe. That's sort of scary. Like, y'all, the vaccine is free. You can just go get it. You don't have to produce a, a fake card. Anything for some money, I guess. I, I, I guess that's where we are in life, I guess. You I don't know. Hustle, hustle up and sell a card. <laughs> Listen, I guess you can't knock the side hustles, but golly. Right? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right, Janine. What's on your timeline this week? So the internet has kipped me to some things and, you know, some things I feel like I can't unsee, but this is one of the things I'm super excited to learn. And I'm really shocked that I was unaware of this prior to just recently. So May is National Masturbation Month. And let's just say, now that I know, I will be celebrating from here on out. TMI, I know, I understand. So let me get to what's actually on my timeline. So I got this information from an article on CNN's website, and it's by Ian Kerner. And basically, it is a compilation of a bunch of studies that were done by the National Center for Biotechnology Info and NIH. And it's a compilation of studies about sexual activity during the pandemic. So according to the studies, sexual intercourse between couples took a nosedive during the pandemic. In my mind, I kind of thought that like, you know, because people are in the house and they're with their significant other and they don't really have those weird excuses of like, oh, I'm working late or, oh, I have to go run this errand or whatever, whatever excuses come with your normal life, you would think that couples would be having more sex. At least I would. But that's not really the case. It's quite the opposite. Couples are reporting super low libido. They just don't have the desire to have sex, you know, and people are kind of learning that through this pandemic that the person in their house is not the one that they might be attracted to. In addition to that, people are consuming a lot of alcohol. People are eating a lot. They're not nearly as active. Um, so those kind of things are also lowering people's libido. But they're also dealing with things like stress. They picked up habits. They, you know, I read an article that said or a study that said that people are smoking a lot more, whether it be actual cigarettes or vaping. So people have kind of picked up some unhealthy habits. And the side effect of that is a lowered libido. So with the stress and everything that's going on with the pandemic and the social climate, people really aren't just well, I don't want to say they're not thinking about sex, but they're not really thinking about sex with their partner. And as opposed to like, you know, turning around and saying, hey, hon, this is, you know, this is our time. People are kind of turning to pornography and more importantly, masturbation. So pornography and masturbation it is. It looks like a lot of people are enjoying masturbation this masturbation may. 
Um, and honestly, I can't really blame them. Do I think that they should replace their sex with their partner with masturbation? No. But here's my thing. Do what you got to do to get yourself over the hump, honestly. What do you think, Nicole? Um, I think that masturbation should be a, a healthy part of everybody's sex life, regardless if you have a partner or not. And, you know, I know we've talked about this sort of briefly in the past about, you know, man, the COVID babies are going to come or the baby boom. And I told you, I'm like, yeah, no, that did not happen. We thought it was going to happen. We really because did. Because people were cooped up in the house and looking at each other. But then people cooped up in the house looking at each other and realize, like, I don't really like you. Like, you're getting on my nerves. Get off me. So then you don't have the baby boom, right? And when you um, have stress and finances and everything else that complicates your household, well, you're not thinking about him, but you still need to embrace yourself. You still need to make sure you're relieving stress some way. You still need to be happy with yourself. So uh, I can see why masturbation went up. Now, the funny thing is now that we're like halfway because people are like, oh, now we're through the pandemic. We are not through the pandemic. Now that we are in the midst of the pandemic and we have some sort of solution and we can see a way out if people actually act right, now we're starting to see the numbers are going up in terms of um, the number of pregnancies. Um, when they said that pregnancy numbers were down in 2020, I was like, really? Because I feel busy. I feel real busy. I but feel busy numbers, for you. Listen, I, how? I mean, is everybody coming to me or what? <laughs> Just saying, but the numbers were lower, but we are starting to see the numbers trend up more. And uh, maybe that's because people are finding better ways to cope. But um, masturbation, I just feel like should be not really like, oh, if you have a man, you you don't masturbate. If you do have a, if you don't have a man, then you masturbate. It shouldn't be like that. Um, before you even start a he healthy sex life, you should sort of kind of know what you like and what you don't like. You can't really get to know what you like and don't like unless you figure out where the things are, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't go into a sexual relationship not realizing the number of holes down there. And women, you know what I'm talking about. Like Absolutely. people think that you pee and poop through the same hole or that the clitoris is like inside the vagina. Like those things are like straight up myths. We need to educate ourselves better, but you need to familiarize yourself with your body. And um, I think that enough women don't do that. And perhaps that's because uh, us being religious women, you know, it's sort of kind of taboo. Like you don't talk about that, you know, because we don't talk about what masturbation. Yeah, I, I always am very hesitant about people who think that you should not talk about sex and masturbation as a Christian specifically, because my question to them is then how do baby Christians get here? Girl, they think it's to live it by the start. You know, my husband, you know, my I'm in the, you know, that's our lives. I, I so understand. I know when we freely talk about this, because obviously I talk about this kind of stuff every day, but a lot of people, it is very taboo. But well, here's the thing. We're going to make it not taboo. Here's the other thing. I understand the thought process of maybe you shouldn't necessarily talk about it because I feel like, you know, save some, keep some, always have some, right? Like you shouldn't tell everything. But masturbation is kind of important. Important, right. Like we talk about people wanting to be or needing to be celibate. I don't think it's very realistic to think that people are going to maintain celibacy without some sort of satisfaction. That's just me. So pick one. Honestly, like for all of the super Christians out there, pick one. Either say, yes, people can have sex, which I'm not condoning that before marriage. I'm not condoning that. But if that's what you know you choose, that's on you or they can masturbate. Now I'm condoning masturbation. 
because I have not read anything in the Bible. And don't y'all start sending me scriptures about why you know, not you to get some. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because guess what? <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Let me tell you something. God created us the way that we are and he understands what our bodies are like and he wants us to pleasure ourselves. That's what I think. That's my belief system. And until I learn otherwise, that's what I'm going with. All I'm saying. Well, to help us talk about this, you know, because Janine and I, you know, we're going to give you our opinion all day. We have strong (laughs) opinions about this, but we have brought a very special expert. Yes, she is a sexual therapist. Yes, she is a masturbation expert. We have her with us and she is Dr. Donna Oriowo. Dr. Donna is an author, an international speaker, and a certified sex and relationship therapist in the Washington, D.C. metro area. She's the owner of Are Not Right. Um, Dr. Donna specializes in working with Black women on issues related to colorism and texturism and its impacts on mental and sexual health. She is the author of Cocoa Butter and Hair Grease, a self love journey through hair and skin. Dr. Donna is an advocate for sexual freedom, self-love, and acceptance and accomplishment of women of color, especially Black women. She collects inspiring quotes, eats donuts, she loves pasta. And she's my kind of girl. She stays at home because of the COVID or Rona. <laughs> Dr. Donna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So, um, so Dr. Donna, you know, I have to ask, you know, Johnine and I were talking about how things are opening back up. So are you still staying home because of COVID or Rona? Or are you out and about now? I am vaccinated and still in my house. That's that's what I'm talking about. She said, I'm, I'm just saying still. just because we are over COVID does not mean that COVID is over. Amen. Well, is Say that over. again, Dr. Donna. Real talk, <laughs> please. I'm, I'm just, I'm watching people tell me basically, oh, the pandemic is over. I'm like, where? Right. <laughs> where? There are, I thought people were still dying from COVID. Uh, people you, are. You're trying, you trying to convince me of something. I'm looking like, mm-mm, we don't even have enough people vaccinated for herd protection yet. Not Nowhere near. Nowhere near enough. You're so right. Let's talk about something more exciting. Let's talk about masturbation. Okay. <laughs> In the month of May? Yes. Of course. Okay, so Dr. Donna, until this year, I didn't even know that there was a masturbation month. Where have I been all of my life? People have a a weird stigma about masturbation. Where does that come from and why why are people so hesitant about pleasuring themselves? Honestly, I feel like there's... There's so much in that one question, right? So number one, you could argue that the country that America was founded on Judeo-Christian ethics, which basically say that, you know, sex is for procreation only and anything about sex is only for procreation. So it's not about your pleasure. It's about making a baby. So you could you could start there. You could argue that. Um, you could also argue that people don't know their bodies and don't want you to know their body, your body, right? Um, you could even argue from there that when in a relationship, particularly when a woman is in a relationship, women are often taught, you know, that your role is really just to make other people feel good. So if you know what makes you feel good, now you're putting people in a compromised position of not knowing how to make you feel good 
And really, you shouldn't do that because it's intimidating to others. So, I mean, really, take your pick. Which which route would you like to go? You're right. Mm. All of these things end up being factors in masturbation. I'm like, if you have control of your own pleasure, what kind of nonsense are you about to accept from others? Mm, That's That's a good point. I know that we talked about like Christians and stigma and should all women masturbate in your opinion? Oh, okay. That's all people. All people should masturbate. All people. I don't care what kind of appendages you've got down low. I don't care if it's all male looking, all female looking, or if it's somewhere on the in-between. Intersex folk too. It is time to masturbate. Know your body. I'm like, the body is an amazing thing. And Mm -hmm. the clitoris only got one daggone purpose. It don't do nothing but get pleasure. So I'm like, well, why is it there? If it wasn't meant for your pleasure... Double your pleasure, double your fun. Go ahead, play with that thing. So, <laughs> can I unpack something real quick? Sure. So, oftentimes we, when we hear pleasure, we don't hear the fullness of what we're saying, right? I think that in a lot of ways we've reduced pleasure just to, oh, you feel good and that's it. But pleasure is so much more than that. Pleasure, especially in today's world where we are often taught that we should just simply tolerate various levels of pain. Pleasure means that you are actually, number one, not actively engaged in pain, unless it brings you pleasure, and that you are actively seeking out something that makes you feel good, which is good for your mental, emotional, and physical health. Masturbation has a plethora of benefits, including lower blood pressure, including being able to help you get rid of a headache, including being able to help you reduce pain, physical pain, especially cramps. Like that's just masturbation right there. Masturbation is actually a mindfulness practice. Mm. If you are masturbating, you are generally speaking, focusing on you in that moment or others if you're doing mutual masturbation. But it means that you are focused on the one thing. What is mindfulness other than trying to be in the here and now? If you're focused on your pleasure, you are actively engaged in a mindfulness practice. So meditate and masturbate. So tell me, I know you said the benefits of masturbation. Tell me what those benefits are compared to just having a healthy sex life. Having a healthy sex life also garners many beautiful benefits, right? But masturbation is not just for others in the way that sex can often be about others. Masturbation is for you. It's about having you time if you're doing it alone. If you're doing it with others, you can use it as a learning opportunity. Masturbation also has an added benefit of you probably won't get pregnant. You probably won't get an STI. I mean, so you have fewer things to worry about in that way. And considering COVID and all the things out here, it also has the added benefit of you probably will not transmit COVID to yourself. That part. Since they said that coronavirus has been found in semen. Yeah, you can Mm. sexually transmit that. They do recommend that you are socially distanced while you're mutually masturbating. Just (laughs) Just (laughs) That's crazy. But I mean, one of the things that you said that sort of like struck me earlier was that like, yeah, people are having maybe a little bit less sex, maybe a lot less sex. But masturbation would go up because you still are looking for some sort of release. Sex is not just about the mental, emotional sort of connection or the or that piece of it. It's also a basic biological need. So the way that you need food, water, sex is down there at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy. One thing I'd like to point out, Dr. Donna, that you said, you said that masturbation can relieve cramps. So you mean to tell me all this time I've been taking all this Motrin and I could have just been masturbating to relieve my cramps? Uh, well, yeah, I even recommend a little, maybe a little bit of a combination. 
<laughs> a little Motrin, a little masturbation, maybe masturbation before the Motrin because you might find that you don't need it. Where have you been all of my life, Dr. Donna? Where have you been? So, you know, I be here oh. doing what I do. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Dr. Donna, what are safe things to masturbate with? And what are some things that are not safe to masturbate with? Okay, so people slide into the DMs all the time, especially during this month, asking about all kinds of things that they would like to stick in their bodies. Generally speaking, I do not, I do not recommend anything that is not a body safe sex toy. Um, so we're talking about body safe silicones, masturbation implements like um, glass or wood. There are glass, there's wood, there's all kinds of toys already out there. But people sometimes insist on using household products. People have been known to vibrate with a mat, with a uh, toothbrush, for example. And I'm just like, you know what? Those bristles don't belong there. That skin mm-hmm. is delicate. Oh. Yeah. So um, if you're going to do it, use the back of your toothbrush head and uh, certainly cover it up. And hopefully you're not using that to also brush your teeth unless you're really into that. But you want to make sure that you're cleaning I mean, you're supposed to clean sex toys before use and after use. So if you're going to be using some random implement in your house, you got to clean it before and after use. People have been known to stick bananas. Yep. Cucumbers. Inside the, yeah, <laughs> yep. Cu- bananas, cucumbers, um, anything basically with a phallic shape. And I'm just like, nah, you know, they're toys and they're as cheap as $5 now. So, I mean, if you can afford a five, you know, a, a bunch of bananas, you can probably afford a sex toy. So maybe put the bananas down to go get a sex toy. They're also coming discreet packaging. Um, you know, they're not putting it on the side like your toy. And, you know, it's coming in a random box. I mean, if you shop on Amazon the way that I I know people have been shopping on Amazon during this pandemic. You too can have many toys that come in with your books or with whatever (laughs) random item that you just saw on some ad from Amazon. So you don't actually have to use random implements in your house. You could buy a toy. But yeah, people use what they find on hand. And sometimes you just got to be, you just got to say no. Some things are just a no. So Dr. Donna, we had a, we did an episode about masturbation before. And one of the things that we found is people is exactly what you said. People use random things. The most strange thing I think that we saw was someone using their child's Buzz Lightyear toy. Yeah, the Buzz Lightyear and the Barbie feet. Oh, yeah, the Barbie feet. The Barbie feet was weird. We'll try to get it in where they fit in. Right, that part. (laughs) It's just really interesting. But Dr. Donna, what do you say to those people who like to use food while um, pleasuring themselves? No, that's what I like to say. I like to say no. And I'm saying no because, um, number one, food throws off your pH balance. It makes your, it makes the vagina sort of start to overreact. And, and people like to use food insects as well. And generally speaking, I'm just like, it does not belong near your genitals. Mm-hmm. It should not, it certainly should not go in the vagina. Around your vulva, mm, I still say no. But in your vagina, no, 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 no. Not at all. And on top of that, if you have micro tears from whatever funky implement you're using, now you're also introducing food into that same environment. That right. I'm just that I grapefruit just, juice on top of that is not going to feel good. Yeah, yes, I'm just like, well, if you have the pain tolerance for it and you have the money to be going in and out of your gynecologist's office because of the things you done stuck up in there, I mean, I guess that's your business. But for me, it's just a no. I'm like, you're you're. Is not supposed to taste like raspberry, and mm-hmm. so raspberries don't need to be in there. Your 
supposed to taste and smell like so leave that stuff in the kitchen where it belongs all right y'all um y'all ready to talk through some scenarios because i feel like this is going to be interesting yeah let's talk through some things all right so uh so dr donna at this point in the show our listeners will write us letters and ask us for advice and we pull Mm -hmm. those letters to go with relevant topics of the show so since you're our expert we would love for you to weigh in on uh on these letters from our listeners all right i'm ready all right so the first one reads ladies i need help I'm not sure my relationship is going to make it. My long-term boyfriend and I have been together on and off since high school. We're now in our 30s, so we've been together between 8 and 13 years, depending on how you want to count it. Here lately, our sex life has been very boring. I find myself faking orgasms and using excuses to avoid sex. I hinted at using toys, but my boyfriend said men don't use sex toys. What he doesn't know is that I use them without him. On nights I turn him down, it's usually because I have already gotten off earlier during the day with Big Mike, my vibrating dildo. I feel guilty about it, but also so good, if you know what I mean. How can I spice up my sex life with my boyfriend and or make him more open to using sex toys in the bedroom? Leave him. (laughs) Dr. Donna, you said leave him? Dr. Donna. All right, I bet I was just mean. I was mean for a second. I was mean for a second. I'm a bad check it. I'm a bad check. Um, because <laughs> you're right. That ain't right. That ain't right. Uh, don't take that advice, sis. Don't take that advice. So, um, I like to preface this by saying that whatever you take of this advice is your responsibility. Right. Um, right. Amen. I am a therapist. I am not your therapist. Mm, so let's start there. But what I'm hearing, you know, like when I hear something like this, of course, I would want a whole lot more information. But I'm like, what is going on in your relationship that the sex has gotten to the place where it is boring? And is the boring you? Is the boring them? Is the boring a combination of things? It is a, because right now what I'm hearing is that there's generally a lack of communication, a lack of communication about what she wants and what she needs, and maybe a lack of communication about what he likes and what he wants and what he needs. So if his needs are being fulfilled, he's not saying the reason to do anything different. You are out here faking orgasm, then you are giving permission for boring sex to continue. Yeah. How can how can anyone know to do something different or know that you need something different if you are putting on Oscar Academy worthy performances about the sex that you are receiving? If you don't like it, you have to speak up. Mm, And sometimes it's as simple as, ooh, move to the left. Don't move. Stay right there. Kiss me right here. Do that a little harder. Whatever it is that you're looking for, you have to say it. Sometimes you say it in the moment and sometimes you have to say it outside of there. I I generally recommend um, a yes, no, maybe list. I swear I talk about the yes, no, maybe list all the time. But it has a list of sexual acts. Usually um, the ones that I've seen are in um, alphabetical order, but it gives you an opportunity to have a longer conversation. They would do one, you would do one, and then you come back together glass of wine in hand, light a candle, put some slow jazz or something on in the background and have a conversation about what it is that you both are in agreement with. Like, yes, talk about those maybes and respect the boundary of the nose. Being able to have that conversation, then you, you can see like, oh, yeah, I would be interested in trying that once. Oh, well, what's this? Let, yeah, I would like to try that once. Now you are bringing in new ideas into the bedroom and, and you can together do the research about how to make it happen. 
about what is going to be necessary to make that sex act happen, et cetera, et cetera. These are just, one, that's just one way to have that conversation. You can also do a pleasure map together, mapping the pleasure points on each other's bodies, what you like, what you like to experience on this part of the body versus that part of the body. Now, Afrosexology has a great workbook called Solo Sex. And in hmm. Solo Sex, it has a pleasure map. And while it may be about solo sex, the skills you learn in solo sex can be very easily translated to partnered sex. Vagistine, Vanessa um, uh, Vagistine has a um, class on pleasure mapping. So, you know, you got to obviously get on the mailing list so that you don't miss out because let me tell you, them tickets, they be gone, gone. They be gone. <laughs> she has a great pleasure mapping class. You and your in your boo thing, y'all sit together, you watch it together, you learn a little bit, some something about each other. You get to be in a fun environment learning while at the same time improving your sex life. There are plenty of opportunities to learn and to come together in what it is that you're wanting to do sexually that would allow you to expand the conversation and expand both of y'all skill sets while being subtle about it. You gotta say what is working and what not what's not working so that you can actually do something to resolve it. And where it comes to the sex toys, when I hear, oh, no, because real men don't use sex toys, I'm like, real men also want to do what they can to make sure that their partners are pleased. And if your partner is not willing to do what is pleasurable for you, what I'm hearing is he don't really care about your pleasure. That's why my first thought was leave him. He don't care about you. He is having pleasure. And so he is not worried about your pleasure. And to me, that is a, that's an alarm bell. Because if he's not worried about your pleasure here, chances are that is a universal problem because what happens here tends to go in other places. So if he's not worried about your pleasure here, he's probably not worried about what you want, need, or what would bring you happiness in other spaces. But the same is true for you, sis, faking orgasms. If you're faking it here, where else in your relationship are you faking it? Both of y'all are responsible for your sex life right now, and I need y'all to get it together. Wow. Dr. Donna, that's crazy that you, that you turned it like that because you don't ever think about, you don't ever really think about it like that. Let me tell you that people have whole relationships on Facebook, can't stand each other in real life. Oh, you so right. Oh, we talk about this. I'm like, don't talk to me about the fact that y'all not having sex. I'm looking like, do you even like them? You're right. You faking orgasms and they are, they are content to continue because you are giving confirmation that they are doing a bang up job. So it sounds like, because I know this this uh, listener is sort of sounding like she's trying to figure out how to discreetly say it. But from what I'm hearing you say, Dr. Donna, because you know I'm blunt too, is she has <laughs> got to address the issue head on, whether that's through going to counseling or bringing it up directly and saying, hey, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. And let's work on our problem. Now, I gave the subtle way, right? I mean, you can watch a little porn together yeah. and be like, oh, I want to try that. Oh, I, I think we got, subtle. Yeah. we got We got this better than them. Come on. Yeah. Let, let's, do, let's, do a, um, let's do a play-by-play. We've we got to blow this couple out the water. We know what we doing. You can be <laughs> and get a Cosmo magazine. All they do is talk about sex. So pick an article. Be like, you see this? Let's try this. I'm going to try this. Let, let's, let's, let's bring this into the bedroom. Let's give it a try and let's, let's give a rating system. 
You can ask about your performance in the bedroom. What do you like about our sex life? What would you love to see changed or improved? You bring it in as a conversation about you. And then you also get to do tit for tat. Like, you know what? What I like about our sex life is this. This uh, makes me really happy. I, I believe in a compliment sandwich, right? You know, you give the you give the stroke, you give the great feedback. You go on and tell them this is not working. And then you end with a little bit of positive. So yeah. positive, a little bit of here's your improvement space and positive again. I don't always do that. I believe in an open face sandwich. So <laughs> I might give you the compliment, but I'm looking like I don't want to miss that this is what is missing in what we're doing. Yeah. So let me take, let me bring this back forward. Full circle. This don't work. How will we fix it? That's where I am. I like that compliment sandwich. I just, here's the thing. I'm not as direct. Well, I don't. I take that back. I'm probably as direct as both of you. I don't like hurting people's feelings. And oftentimes we know that men's ego is wrapped up in their performance. So I don't really know how to broach the subject of being like, you know what? This sex is kind of whack. I think think that's where Dr. Donna's like, yes, no, maybe list. That's actually a good like no one's beating each other up about that. It's like just like, well, we'd be willing to try. I agree. But he seems to be pretty close minded. His first response was men don't need sex toys. It, it doesn't seem like he's super open minded. So, yes. That's why I say leave. And, and, and you Dr. Donna, do honestly, I kind of, after we, we talked about this for a while, I kind of am going with your first thought. I think this might, you're, you all are just boyfriend and girlfriend. Girl, there are plenty of fish in the sea. If sex is important to you and your partner is not willing to, help you with the thing that is important to you. Why are they your partner? Yeah. They're not invested. They're not willing to invest time or put aside their ego for your pleasure and happiness. What is the purpose? I'm like, this is a moment of compromise. It's not asking too much to say that I want there to be actual concerted efforts toward meeting it. And I definitely understand the part where people say, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. But here's the thing. The only person's feelings that you're truly responsible for are your own. Mm-hmm. And if That's you have true. healthy boundaries and you are not a whole, as I like to say, then you are able to communicate with other people about what your needs are in a way that does not belittle or put them down. Their feelings might be hurt. But you know what? Sometimes that's the consequence when we are messed up just a little bit in something that we're doing. Yes. If somebody tells me that, oh, that thing that you said really hurt my feelings, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your your feelings are hurt, but I meant what I said. What can we do in the future to mitigate this? But your feelings are your own. So sometimes, yes, your feelings are hurt, especially when we get feedback about ourselves. When mm-hmm. we thought that we was doing the daggone thing and somebody's just like, actually, you're not. Yes, it hurts our feelings because we are now being brought to a new reality. And that does not mean that you don't tell people about the reality that you are experiencing with them. It means that it is up to them on what they are going to do with the information you just provided. What you do does not help me. I like this instead. Would you like, let's try this instead because this is what I need. Oh no, I don't do that. Now it's not even an ultimatum. It's my boundary is this. I, I, I appreciate and I, I respect that that is not something that you do, but it is something that I need. As And because of that, I'm going to have to say that we need to part ways. I have really enjoyed our time together, but this does not work for me. And I need to make sure that you also find something that works for you. I agree with that. I mean, but you have to give them the opportunity because 
we don't know how she broached this subject, right, of the sex toys. You know, it could have been a joke. It could have been something in passing. So I think she has to present the opportunity first, which is why I like the suggestions Dr. Donna gave. So give him the opportunity first. But if he has a closed mind to it, then that's when you say, okay, well, this is what I need. And if you're not willing to give me what I need, then you got to move on. But give him the opportunity to actually say yes or no. And then it's sort of show and tell. Because if a man wants to stay with you, they will do what it takes to make sure that you are fulfilled. Well, people in general are taught that once you know how to have sex with one person, now you know how to have sex with anybody. And that can be furthest for them from the truth. Yeah. Everybody has a different body. And if we are not honoring that, because we are treating people the way we would like to treat them, right? Because we say things like, treat people the way you want to be treated. And I'm like, no, treat people the way they want to be treated. Yes, and that Dr. includes Donna. the bedroom. Yes, that Dr. includes Donna. the bedroom. So if you're treating them the way they want to be treated, do you know what that means? It means that you're asking them questions. Let me learn about you. How do you pleasure yourself? This is where masturbation comes right back in. How do you pleasure yourself? What do you like? How do you like your body to be touched? Teach me your pleasure map so that I can help to bring you pleasure. But what you don't know, you don't, you can't tell nobody. And if you're unwilling to talk about the things that bring you pleasure, you are now setting yourself up because now they have to guess, which means they have to go by the pleasure map of however many other people that they've had sex with to figure out what you like. And none of those people are you. And if they were faking it too, a disservice to your community. (laughs) That's so funny. I like that. Okay, Dr. Donna, we have another letter. This one has no intro. Don't They don't even say hi to us, Nicole. They just go right in, which I'm not mad at. So it says, my husband and I have been together for 10 years and we've been married for five. Our relationship is amazing and I have no complaints except one. The sex has never really been spectacular. It's been consistent, just not that great. Where my husband lacked in stroke, he made up for in other ways. Our sex life has become a little stagnant since the pandemic, and we don't really have sex as much. Occasionally, but just not as regularly as before. The other night, I walked in on my husband pleasuring himself, which I thought was sexy. I was primed to join him, but he hopped up and acted like nothing happened. When I brought it up to him later and even suggested tandem masturbation, he quickly dismissed the idea and changed the subject. It's like he's ashamed of the fact that he masturbates, and doesn't want to acknowledge it. Ladies, how can I let my husband know that it's okay to masturbate and help him warm up to the idea of tandem masturbation? Signed, Monica. You just did say that. Tell him that you find it to be super incredibly sexy to watch him pleasure himself. But keeping in mind that men have been brought to a certain level of shame where it comes to masturbation. The idea is that men should never masturbate unless they are on their own or, you know, by themselves, can't get nobody. But that's the problem. That The idea is that, oh, you can't get nobody. So there there can be shame that surrounds masturbation. And pe- I mean, people are generally taught that if you're in a relationship, you shouldn't be masturbating at all. And that you are basically saying something bad about your partner by wanting or needing to masturbate at all. That you're supposed to be using your partner. But that's the problem, right? Using your partner. I'm looking like your partner... It's not something that you masturbate into unless y'all are into that, unless that is something that y'all are both okay with. If you want tandem masturbation, number one, you got to warm him up to the idea of it. And that starts with letting him know that you think it's one of the most incredibly sexy things that you've seen and that you would like him to watch you as you masturbate. 
have the conversation. But I would also note that, you know, like stagnant sex lives since the pandemic, we are in a pandemic. Lower your expectations. I, I just think <laughs> that we need to remind ourselves because we are not giving nearly enough grace to the fact that we are in a pandemic. Sex lives look different when you're stressed. Mm -hmm. When you're worried about what's going on with grandma, grandma, grandpa, aunties, uncles, your cousins. When you're worried about who, what bad news you might get, whether or not you're going to have a job tomorrow. When you're worried about all the things that come with worrying about a pandemic. And the foolishness of whoever, you know, is saying this thing or that thing. I look like, you know what, suffer? Your sex life might suffer. I think that that is okay. Let it suffer for a little bit. Yes, you might be a little bit more sedentary. I think that we need to normalize that as well. I'm looking like, go on and sit down. Eat, the, eat these bo that box of chocolate chip cookies and stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> you you finna be all right. But we are in a pandemic. We're in a pandemonium. Act like it. <laughs> Dr. Donna, I feel like like masturbation is super personal, though. Right. So I might not. I mean, obviously, I'm not the expert, but I don't think that I would I would suggest pushing that on your husband because maybe that's his time to like be by himself and meditate. And maybe that's the reason why he doesn't want to do tandem masturbation. Maybe he takes that's his alone time. Maybe he and does. It could be both. You And I, I say when you want something, ask if the answer is no, the answer is no. If the answer is no from shame, I would want to explore the shame that may be surrounding it. And if he hopped up like, oh, my gosh, I got caught doing something I naughty or that I'm not supposed to do. I would say there's probably some level of shame. But there's also something that is incredibly intimate about tandem masturbation that some people like to avoid. Yeah, you have to be very vulnerable to tandemly masturbate. You That is a mm -hmm. definite level of, of vulnerability. There is a, a different level of vulnerability. Definitely. But and if somebody so. walks in on you and you didn't expect it, right. the vulnerable oh, moment true. just comes up it super just, strong. And, and you, I'm like, even if you don't think you're doing anything wrong, if somebody catches you doing something that you think of as private and that right. nobody is going to see, you, I mean, you can, you can catch me jumping off a box of pasta. I'm not like, whoop, I just right. got caught. Because <laughs> think about it, Janine. So think about your parents walking in and you having sex with your husband. I mean, you're married. You can have sex all day, but you don't want them to see, you know, you're like, oh my God, you're not supposed to see this. It's just a, a matter, a, just a surprise. I'm, it's a I'm, shock factor. I might be surprised, but I would let them enjoy the show. You would not. <laughs> Absolutely would. I can't believe you just said that. No, I'm just saying like, I, yes, I would initially be shocked, but I wouldn't stop. Like I wouldn't stop it in the middle of it. So no, that's why I said, I'm like, maybe he just wants it to be to himself. Maybe that's his thing, but I didn't get embarrassment from it. I just kind of got like, he, you know, he just wants to be, he wants his masturbation to be his own time. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking I've been married for five years. I've never, and you know that your husband masturbates, you, you know, but I've never, ever, ever seen him masturbate or, or even had a conversation because it is a very, it's a very private thing. So you know that people do it. You know, married people masturbate. Absolutely. You know, we do. You're not really talking to your mate as much about like, oh, you masturbate today? Yeah, I masturbate. You're not talking about that. Like it's a different level of vulnerability. In my it house just is. is. I was about to Well, say I know that. in your house, Dr. Donnie, you probably do. <laughs> If you see it, I mean, enjoy the show. My kind of girl. I think that it's to each his own, right? I said, so there's different, uh, different strokes for different folks. So, um, so whereas not all people are as private, there are some people that are very private and there are some people that do not want to masturbate 
with anyone around. It's uh, private to them. And so mm-hmm. for, for Monica, if that's something that you, now you know your husband masturbates, I'm pretty sure you knew it before, but now you've seen it. It's now it's, it's concrete in your brain. You've seen it and you're turned on. Then I think that the direct approach is the best approach. You just say, Hey, I was really turned on and I would love to, ma- I mean, you should be direct and tell him because right now it sounds like he's just ashamed. For me, I'm just like, well, try to have the conversation, try to normalize it, try to make it that it is okay and see where you're able to get from there. Maybe he'll join you. Maybe he won't. But I mean, the worst that can happen is someone says no. And if he says no, respect his boundaries and move forward from there and talk about the sex that you would like to have with him. Right, Janine. So what did you learn new this week? I learned, okay, so I went on this website. It's called Hot Octopus. It's a sex toy website. And they came up with a G scale, which is like a Richter scale for orgasms, I guess. I did take the test. So, Nicole, you have to go take it so that we can post our results. Oh, wow. But basically, it tells you how to reach your climax and it suggests a toy for you so it's kind of cool if you guys like to we'll post it so if you guys would like to take the test which i suggest it and you can find a toy that's right for you take the test what did you learn new this week nicole well of course i read a whole bunch about masturbation and we'd had this episode before so uh you know in the episode before i think i joked about 98 percent of people masturbate the other two percent were lying mm-hmm. um that was a quote um actually 78 percent of people in the world actually masturbated and they did this face-to-face survey and that's that's the, the results again 78 percent. i think that is probably going to be higher but that is a 2017 study Previous research did show that uh, people that masturbated did have a uh, greater frequency of sexual thoughts and sexual experimentation before puberty, which to me was a little bit uh, concerning. Um, hmm. But um, I did find that people that masturbated did have higher levels of education. So I thought that that was interesting, um, despite the other data that I that I found. But kids, babies masturbate in utero. Oh, yeah. They have babies masturbate, kids masturbate. We are the wow. ones that sexualize the act into meaning something that it does not need to mean. So, Dr. Donna, thank you so much for being on the show today because you are amazing. And we have learned mm-hmm. so much from you about masturbation and our bodies and how to approach this subject with our spouses and our mates. And tell our listeners how they can follow you and how and what events you have coming up next. You can find me on, I'm especially active on Instagram at Anod Wright, A-N-N-O-D-R-I-G-H-T. You can find me at DonnaOriovo.com. You can find, you can type in Donna Oriovo in the, uh, in the box on uh, Instagram and it should pop up at least two pages. So one that is following me, Dr. Donna Oriovo, and the other that is Anod Wright, which is the name of my practice. That's the one that I'm way more active on, to be honest. And if you are interested in trying to have a conversation about sex with your kids, I have a webinar called Sex Talk Parent Edition. It is made specifically for you to start the conversation, for you to explore some of that stuff that we have, those hangups that we have that keep us from having the conversation. So, and you can find that on anodbright.com. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Donna. We really appreciate you coming. Oh, no problem. Thank ha- you for, ha- again for having me. We have to have you back to talk about sex and relationships because we get a lot of letters about people who are in sex-less relationships. And we have to have you back to, to talk about what you were just saying about your you know webinar with people trying to explain sex and sexuality to their kids. 
Absolutely. And then also, if you're listening, don't forget to go and buy her book, um, Cocoa Butter and Hair Grease, A Self-Love Journey Through Hair and Skin. So, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? I am. All right. And it reads, ladies, whatever you choose to do with your body is your business. Just love all of who you are and find pleasure in yourself. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.